Why, hello, Tuesday, February the 13th. Hope you're good. Here's what we're working on this morning. The Hamilton Police Services Board is gearing, gearing up for a special budget meeting today. A suspect in the murder of a Stony Creek man is set to appear in court this morning. And Super Bowl 58 going to go down as the most watched program in television history. And I didn't watch any of it because I was like pointing the other way, entertaining my guests. <laughs> I was going to say, how did the Super Bowl beat our ratings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, nice to have you ah. back. Okay, great to be back. Yeah. Good to a uh, nice little long weekend there watching yeah. uh, the big game on uh, Sunday. Hello, Brian. Hello. You don't look any the worse for wear actually this morning. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, good yeah. little sleep in yesterday. Oh, good, <laughs> good for you. That's in. what you needed. Uh? Mixed in a couple of naps in there too. <laughs> Two naps? <laughs> Two naps. Oh yeah. my. And then, uh, <laughs> Daddy's early, sleeping on the couch. <laughs> early, to, early to bed. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ready to go on this uh, Tuesday morning, and uh, it's, uh, it woke you up when you walked outside. <laughs> yeah, it's a little chilly. Yeah, minus three, wind chill minus eight at the moment. So it's a little, little cooler than we've got. We shouldn't really say gotten used to. I mean, we've we've been spoiled for the temperatures that we've been having. We got to three yesterday. We should get to three again today. But it's a it's a chilly start. I know a little bit of frost on the windshield this morning, uh, but a mainly cloudy sky. Chance of some flurries or some showers, some mixing precipitation, probably around the noon hour, and then uh, we'll get a little bit of sunshine for the day today, but not an awful lot. Uh, so we'll look at the details on that coming up. How about a traffic check? 403 and Waterdown Road, nothing to see there, still doing fine all the way around the Hamilton area. Really nothing to see on the highways, which is good compared to what we had yesterday morning. Uh, MTO traffic cameras at Nikola Tesla Boulevard, nothing to see as you head toward the Skyway Bridge. Other side of the Skyway at North Shore Boulevard, nothing east of 4th Line. Burlington to Oakville corridor doing fine so far. So please take it carefully. We'll look at weather and traffic coming up right now. The news. Okay, up first, the Hamilton Police Board is holding a special budget meeting today to discuss ways to cut down on the proposed budget to the city. Let's turn to Simone Gavros. He joins us from City Hall, where the meeting is going to be taking place uh, this afternoon with some more details on this. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Tim. Well, today's meeting is the one of the last attempts to actually bring down the city's budget as they work to finalize that, and that's set for Thursday. Now, new suggestions have come forward on ways to cut down on the police budget. Now, right now, the proposed budget sits at about $214 million, which is an 8.4% increase from last year. Councillor Cameron Kretsch and police board member Dr. Anjali Menezes put four motions forward that include numerous cuts. They say that these cuts would amount to nearly $5 million in savings. And this includes getting rid of the uh, Hamilton's mounted unit, saving $914,000, delayed planning, planned hiring that would save over $740,000, and delaying repairs on the Mountain Station parking lot, which would save about $500,000. Now, the city is aiming to get their overall property tax increase below 7.9%. If we're asking the city to reduce its costs, the largest part of the city's budget, which comes from the police board, should also be asked to reduce its costs. So that's the thinking behind this. And applying the same methodology and same approach. So at city council, you'd have noticed councillors came forward with motions suggesting different kinds of things they wanted to reduce in the budget. Well, we should do the same thing at the police board, and that's why we did it. 
Now, there's already about 130 members of the public that have shared their thoughts on how they think the budget should be cut down. That ex meeting is expected to start today at noon, and it will be live-streamed. Annette, I'll send things over to you. Okay, thanks very much. Well, a Stony Creek man charged in the death of his father is expected in court today. Hamilton police arrested 22-year-old Sukraj Chima Singh in Toronto yesterday afternoon. He was wanted in the murder of his father, 56-year-old Kuldeep Singh, last Saturday. He died in hospital after being found with severe injuries outside his home on Stony Creek Mountain. Police believe he was wounded with an archery-style weapon. Sukra Chima Singh has been arrested, had been arrested rather, last November for mischief and for the dangerous use of a BB gun. I'll give me an update to a fatal fire in Georgetown that we first told you about last week. Halton police say they've arrested the partner of the woman killed in connection with the fire that took place last Wednesday. Investigators say 38-year-old Christopher DeFoot who also lived in the home, has been charged with arson with disregard for human life. Now, the exact cause of the fire remains under investigation by the Ontario Fire Marshal's office. The OPP are warning of an increase in break-ins at seasonal properties in Norfolk County. There were two cottage break-ins over the weekend within hours of each other. One in Normandale, where money and alcohol were stolen. Hours later, a gas generator was stolen from a property in Port Rowan. Well, after an appeals court ruled an Ontario bill capping the wages of public se sector workers was unconstitutional, the Ford government says it's not going to appeal that and it will axe the controversial law. The province says the repeal will be done in the next few weeks. The government enacted Bill 124 to help eliminate the province's deficit. It caps salary increases for public sector workers to 1% a year for three years. Now, the Court of Appeal found in favour of the workers, which include teachers and nurses, in a 2-1 decision after labour groups fought against it. Last September, Ontario's Financial Accountability Office said that the bill would save the province almost $10 billion through to 2027. Now the government is working out the back pay deals. The province says it's going to bring in regulations to exempt non-unionized and non-associated workers from Bill 124 until it is repealed. And to that end, Premier Doug Ford is set to hold a news conference this morning with his finance minister after the minister released an update on the province's spending. I'm pleased to report that inflationary pressure has eased somewhat on households across the province, providing some much-needed relief to millions of Ontarians and their families. That said, high interest rates from the Bank of Canada, as well as uncertainty around consumer price inflation, continue to pose risks to Ontario's economic outlook. As Finance Minister Peter Bethlen Falvey, he says the province expects to end its fiscal year with a deficit of four and a half billion dollars. That's more than a billion dollars lower than the forecast in the fall economic statement, but still higher than the target goal that was set in last year's budget. The Ontario government will release its new budget next mm -hmm. month. All right, plenty to chat about in Sportsline this morning. Let's start with the Raptors back in action for their third game in four nights as they hosted the lowly San Antonio Spurs. Those Spurs, though, they have a super rookie by the name of Victor Wembanyama, and the seven-foot-four Frenchman showed why he is so unique. Grady, operating scoop shot, throws it up. Can't believe it. There's the block, the tenth block. Yeah, Wemby would record a rare 10-block triple-double in one of the best games of his young career. He added 27 points, 14 rebounds as the Spurs 
thrash the Raptors 122-99 for only their 11th win of the season and snapped a seven-game losing streak. First time a 10-block triple-double has happened in three years. First rookie to do it since another spur, David Robinson, the Admiral, achieved the feat back in 1990. Toronto, a tough night. Grady Dick leading the way with 18. Next up is the return of Pascal Siakam to Toronto with his Indiana Pacers tomorrow. All right, Maple Leafs back on the ice tonight. They host St. Louis, and they'll be doing it without their star defenseman, Morgan Riley. He is set to have an in-person hearing in New York with NHL disciplinarians for that cross-check to the head of Ridley Gregg of the Sens after he scored an emphatic empty net goal in the Sens 5-3 win on Saturday. So he could face more than a five-game suspension for the act because of the in-person hearing. Riley has never been suspended by the league. CFL free agency, that starts today across the league with plenty of storylines to follow for the Ticats. They were able to lock up a couple pieces on the defense as defensive back Richard Leonard will be back in the black and gold before he was set to become a free agent today. Three-time All-Star played 16 games last season, posting 48 tackles. They've also locked up defensive lineman Casey Sales after joining the Tabbies from Winnipeg last year. He was set to become a free agent after next season, but Hamilton is keeping him around through the 2025 season. They're starting 17 games, leading the team in sacks and tackles for a loss. The big question remains, what about Simone Lawrence? And will his time with the Tabbies be coming to an end? We'll discuss in our sports line coming up later this morning. Off to Mexico we go right now, though, because Forge is back in action in the second leg of their CONCACAF Champions Cup match with the Mexican powerhouse Chivas Guadalajara. Besides dealing with the altitude situation, that's Estadio Acron, which is some 1,500 meters above sea level. They have their work cut out as they are down 3-1 on aggregate. We need to match the three away goals Shiva scored at Tim Hortons Field last week. Kickoff is at 10. And Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes made his way to Disneyland. As is the tradition for the MVP of the big game, it was sure a good game. Led his Chiefs to a third Super Bowl win. And his third MVP award coming back from 10 points down to win 25-22 in overtime. Ratings for the Super Bowl, huge. Both sides of the border. Over 10 million Canadians watched it. In the U.S., a ratings record 123.4 million watched Kansas City win back-to-back Super Bowls, beating San Francisco in thrilling fashion. Time to get you going here on this, ah, it's Tuesday morning already, 13th of February. Uh, we'll start with traffic, then get to our forecast. Uh, really nothing going on in traffic. It's uh, pretty light so far. Usually this time of the time of the morning, 403 and water down road still doing fine, so no problems there. MTO traffic cameras start in St. Catharines, come around the rest of the horseshoe, uh, give you just an overview. Kiwi W, Martindale, St. Catharines, nothing. Nikola Tesla Boulevard all the way through east of Brant Street. As you can see, it's moving quite nicely. Toronto bound lanes heading away from us on this east of Royal Windsor Drive camera. And the same here at Etobicoke Creek heading toward the, uh, the 427 Gardner. No problems right there. Temperature at the moment. Yeah, it's a little chillier. Uh, temperature right now is sitting at minus three. Uh, the winds are lightening off a little bit. Uh, we did have a wind chill of minus eight. Now, we, this hour, we have a wind chill of minus seven. Uh, skies are partly cloudy so far this morning. So for school today, uh, we're going to see a mainly cloudy sky. There is chance of some mixing precipitation probably around noon. Maybe some showers, maybe some wet flurries as the late morning goes on. Uh, what we're going to get is lake effect snow coming down 
off of Georgian Bay, off of Lake Huron, we'll have a west-northwesterly flow for the next couple of days. So areas to the north into the general lake effect areas could get a fair bit of snow accumulation over the next few days, but not for us. It's just going to be a few flurries and not a lot of sunshine. So mainly cloudy temperatures still on the mild side, still above seasonal. Three and four degrees for the horseshoe, two for Guelph and Kitchener. Seasonal's now about minus one. Tonight, temperature falling back a little chillier, minus six, minus seven, and minus eight. So you'll feel that tomorrow morning with that wind chill of minus 11. So yeah, it will be a fair bit colder tomorrow. And then tomorrow, temperatures will struggle again, zero to plus one. That's about it. A little more sunshine for the day tomorrow. So it'll look a little nicer, but it'll feel a little chillier. So out the door on this 13th of February, it is partly cloudy. It's chilly, minus three, wind chill, minus seven. Long range coming up. Annette, Tim. Okay, thanks very much. Hello, Emily. Hi, good morning. Quick question, Brian, did you watch the Super Bowl? No. No. Okay, so what's interesting is that out of the four of us, only one person watched the Super Bowl, yet the ratings for the show are at almost its highest level ever, comparable to an incredible historic event. But we're not going to say which one just yet, because that's going to be coming up in Chit Chat. Mm. Okay? And Usher, he's not done with Vegas just yet either. So we'll try, talk about I that wonder too. if I know what that historical event is. Is it within the last 20 years? No. 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 It's not. No. Nope. He's trying to spoil it again. I know. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm working with the audience here because yeah. they're all probably trying to think the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. So my mind is kind of going what it is. What was that popular on TV? Uh -huh. Yeah, I, okay. But there was a sporting event within the past 20 years that was really popular in this country too. That is true. Mm. Okay. So we'll discuss. Okay. See, the couch, see the couch yeah. in a little bit? <laughs> Good chit chat. Got me, got me thinking. There we go. Okay. Uh, when we come back, a major Canadian yoga clothes maker is in the, on the hot seat over carbon emissions. Well, an Ontario tech company looks to make some cuts. Business news in two. Exactly 616. There we go. Uh, Canadian dollar is up two basis points this morning on this Tuesday. 73, 74.36 cents US. Gold up over seven bucks, almost eight bucks. 20, 40, 70 an ounce. Crude oil, 81 cent gain. 77, 73 a barrel. Off to Europe we go. Hey, Europe. Markets are down across the board in London, Frankfurt, and Paris. In Asia, the markets were up a lot in Tokyo because of massive jumps in the tech sector. Shanghai and Hong Kong are still closed for the holidays. In North America, the TSX gained 58 points. The Dow was up 126, but the Nasdaq fell a little bit less than 50 points. Hey, so glad you're here on this uh, Tuesday. Let's get into some business news. And Canada's Competition Bureau has been... Uh, asked to investigate whether Lululemon is misleading customers about its environmental impact. So in a statement, nonprofit Stan.Earth says the athletic wear giant has been using the slogan Be Planet as part of its impact agenda that was released back in 2020. But its own reports reveal a doubling of greenhouse gas emissions since that time. So the nonprofit says Lululemon claims that its products are good for the planet, but fuels. Lululemon says they're in investing in a decarbonization plan aiming to become a net zero company by the year 2050. More than 60% of the materials for its products are made directly from fossil fuels. The insurance industry is expected to raise premiums for electric vehicles. It's because of the higher cost of buying and maintaining them. 
The debt rating agency Morningstar DBRS says insurers in the United Kingdom sometimes opt to write off electric vehicles rather than repair them or replace expensive battery packs. And the report says that's probably going to become more common in Canada as well, driving up insurance rates here. Smaller telecom providers will continue to have access to Bell's fiber network for now. Now, the federal appeals court rejected a request from Bell to uh, stay a previous ruling that allowed independent companies to sell internet services through Bell's fiber network. So Bell is appealing that decision, but wanted to stay the order while the case went through the courts. The rejection was delivered on Friday, one day after Bell Canada announced it was cutting 4,800 jobs and could further cut network spending depending on upcoming decisions at the CRTC, which kicked off a five-day hearing yesterday as part of its review into internet competition in Canada. More job cuts are coming up BlackBerry as the Waterloo-based tech company separates more of its business divisions. So BlackBerry cut about 200 jobs last quarter. It is also going to leave six of its 36 global office locations. BlackBerry anticipates further job losses within its cybersecurity business, which would save an expected $27 million U.S. a year. So the fallout from a mid-flight panel blowout on the Boeing made 737 MAX 9 plane last month, it's reached Canada. WestJet is now facing indefinite delays on dozens of aircraft deliveries, including 50 MAX 10s they ordered back in 2022. The MAX 10 hasn't received final certification, and any production expansion at Boeing has been halted until a full investigation into the so-called panel incident is complete. A process that could take more than a year, WestJet has said it can handle the production turbulence. Federal government's being accused of gross mismanagement of aquaculture in British Columbia. The First Nations Wild Salmon Alliance is calling for a separation of the fisheries department's regulatory and promotional responsibility, saying the dual role is a big conflict of interest. The alliance's chair wants the department to stick to its primary obligation of looking after the environment and fisheries. They're also calling for an independent scientific body to help inform government decisions on marine life. Salmon upstream? Uh, I think so. Yeah, they yeah. swim upstream. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, that's business news on this Tuesday. A uh, bit of a chill in the air. Getting colder. Brian has a look at it after this. 623 already on this Tuesday morning, checking our MTO traffic cameras, see if there's anything going on. Generally nothing. QEW Glendale doing fine here so far this morning. Same with uh, south of two, basically the North Shore Boulevard camera, Toronto bound lanes coming off the Skyway, heading away from us. All doing fine east of 4th, Aaron Mills Parkway looks good. Um, and then we'll flip ahead to the 403-407 split through Mississauga. Nothing to see right there. Temperature this morning, yeah, it's a little bit on the chilly side. Minus 3 for Hamilton, windchill minus 7, minus 4 Mississauga, minus 1 Grimsby, and on the freezing mark for Toronto at 0. Seasonals now are minus 1 and minus 9, so they're coming up, which is great. Uh, Suntimes and uh, records for this time of year, and we are looking at some mixing precipitation for the day today. So. And really no precipitation going into school for the first bell, minus two, bit of sunshine. And then there's that mixing coming home. We could get some showers, some flurries, temperature sitting around three degrees for later on. So that's the forecast high for today, three degrees, minus seven tonight. Tomorrow is uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, uh, we'll have sunshine and plus one. It's busy 
uh, this time of year. I mean, today's Shrove Tuesday, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. I can't fit all that on here. Valentine's Day, Flag Day on Thursday uh, and zero. We've got Family Day coming up on Monday. There's a whole lot of things happening here, but we're looking at temperatures zero for Thursday and Friday into the minus column, but at least some sunshine for the weekend. That's your forecast. That too. So yeah. many days. Pancake Tuesdays yeah. today. Yes. Okay. Get them in you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in a small South Korean town, a group of grandmothers are using rap music to breathe new life into their community. That's Suni and the seven princesses performing It's Not a Rap Without Us. The octogenarian group has quickly gained internet fame with raps about rural life in their county. It's a community about four hours north of the capital of Seoul. The group members are childhood friends and say they lost out on their youth in the harsh years after the Korean War. So in 2016, they started taking classes to learn reading and writing. And last year, they asked their teacher to teach them rap. The group says their outfits make them feel like they're reliving their youth and the music helps them tell their stories and keep their brains sharp. Oh, that's fabulous. Good for them. That is awesome. It's <laughs> all like, about sharing those stories. I like the bling that they dumped out the person. All yeah. <laughs> Look at all that. Huh? Yeah, good stuff. Okay. What song do you have to, to break there, Laura, I wonder? And she's got nothing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we do have more to come right after this. Uncomfortable.